0: Hello everybody, this is direct input number six, dip six right here, it's Wednesday, January 27th in the year, 2016, Mm. and we are live, fundamentally speaking so, (laughs) physically, metaphysically, whatever you want to call it, but we are tonight in the world-renowned Hotel Uxbridge Home Studio, and uh, I am happy tonight to report that I am in the company of one of the greatest bass players <laughs> that I've ever known in my fucking life, and who has ever graced at shores of New England, Mister Zachary Pappas. How are you, sir?
1: I'm good, thank you very much, Mister Staples. Like what a treat Duashua. to have. We haven't hung out in years. Yes, but we've known each other for years. It fucking years. Shit runs deep. Very deep. Balls deep. <laughs> deep, deeper than the North Shore girls. <laughs> do you remember
0: that? Do you remember that band from fucking Albany called Balls Deep? I do
1: believe, yeah, I think I had a a poster with them, and uh, I think there was a band called Poop as well. (laughs)
0: There was a band called Poop. (laughs) I thought that was Nipper's little brother. Again, Brad. Yeah, Poop. People offending other people. I thought that it was. Called?
1: Yeah, I remember the logo was P, and then it was like two skulls, and then another P. And yes. you were just like, "They get it. This is cool. Fucking poop. They beat
0: everybody to it." <laughs> we're going up to Saratoga next week. We're playing with
1: poop. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we are poop. This song's called. You know, <laughs> put it in your hands. happy to be here. <laughs> you know, you guys giving us the chance. <laughs> They're listening, and they're so mad that we're talking about them. That was the <laughs> flipping tables right we now at, well, <laughs> at the poop house. Just <laughs> flipping. <laughs> I quite the scene. The poo hall, <laughs> devastating.
0: Uh, oh, Backstreet Billiards, Saratoga Springs. My God, how long has it been? Mm-hmm. But I fucking I've known you since. Uh, <clears throat> gosh,
1: fuck. You ready? Because I'll drop the number. Drop the number. Uh, May thirteenth, two thousand three. I uh, made my. Appearance in the late great Gortory Natick House and Foskett Court. <laughs> yes, sir. Right by the Natick Outdoor Store. Oh, my goodness. That's where you had to goodness park your gracious. car when
0: you wanted to party over at the fucking Gortory House. You had to park over at the Natick Outdoor Store. Dude. You want to be
1: promptly out of there by nine o'clock in the morning, You're man, right? Drew. That was the fucking deal. I used to actually, um, when I really wanted to go to sleep and the house is a fucking shit show, I would. Find somebody's car keys, and I would go stay in their car for a few hours, wait till everybody would fall asleep, then I'd go back in the house, and uh, I would sleep. Because it was just <laughs> it was too much fun all the time. I, I mean,
0: to explain the situation, though, Alan Glassman of Guaratory, um now later, folks out there would know him of Drop for a Cowboy and Despise Icon. He, Twisted sack. <laughs> Twisted sack. Twisted Sacrifice is the band that started at all. Let's make that yeah, clear. yeah. It's a very, very important band. Uh, however, fucking Alan moved out, I think, at a tender age of fucking 16, 17, somewhere around there. Because I was still buying the kids cigarettes when he lived over there. He
1: was 13 in Goratory. him
0: and Adam. Fosca Corp was conceived, though, I believe, fucking uh, around fucking, t- uh, what was the year, maybe? 2000? Because he graduated. It was probably 2000, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a good, healthy high school education at Keith Tech being fucking, you know. That's right. Homeschool that fucking foster court on the mm-hmm. fucking paying rent basis and working as a fucking uh, you know journeyman and fucking a, apprentice and everything. It else. paid
1: off because me and him ended up doing some electrical work and he was you know he knew what he was doing and I didn't. And uh, in Massachusetts, here in this great Commonwealth, we don't have to worry about that kind of deal with licenses. Mm-hmm. And I saw that poor boy get zapped by uh, <laughs> uh, a 120. He got
0: hit. <laughs> yeah, but the thing about Alan, though, and and I'm sure he can, and I can admit that you know, even though he is certainly trained in a specific field, as you know, as many contractors go, you just kind of sent in there to do what's got to get done. Give us the and, money. Yes, give us the money, and I don't have
1: time for the license. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yeah. But, well, you know, insurance is a motherfucker these days. So. <laughs> nobody wants to pay it. No, nobody wants to pay it. Oh man! But you moved down there, fucking like. You dropped out of fucking high school. I did. When I turned 18, I, um, I put my name up on uh, a wonderful website called Return of the Pit. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> it's a good place now. And uh, I just said, hey, man, I play bass. Let me play bass for you. And then all of a sudden, I got an email from Alan being like, yo, our bass player isn't playing bass. And would you want to try? And I was like, sure. And uh, I came down. Um, what I say, May 13th or 15th or whatever the fuck I said and uh, tried it out. And it was very awkward because he was like, yo, bass player hasn't shown up for practice in like months, man. And I was like, oh, that sucks. So I'm sitting there with him. I don't know anybody. And all of a sudden, fucking Joe walks in and he's like, oh, what's shit. up, guys? Fact, Joe. Yeah, he's like, you guys want to fucking practice? And I'm sitting there with my <laughs> bass. fucking bass player? <laughs> we Show all look up at him. We're all like, yeah, oh, dude. And then Alan's like, let's go talk in the kitchen joe <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah man he came up to me and he was like good luck and uh the rest was history i showed up for band practice I believe i learned four songs in one practice and uh jay was like very in. that's my jay impression <laughs> my name's is jay though. yeah he's in <laughs> and then uh everybody else is cool and we partied dude fucking 18 year old zach and uh a real intimate night with Adam Mason that night. I don't know if uh I can divulge but we had a good time that night. And uh Yeah. And then the next two years, man, they were the I don't know, the fucking pinnacle of my life, really.
0: Well, I mean, realistically though, when you came down you were staying at Jay's house for like a month or two
1: or somewhere yeah, around I, there. I passed. I was uh I was working with Jay at the grill place and uh staying on his couch downstairs. What do you mean? The grill place, you guys were selling barbecue grills. You
0: were assembling them there? Yeah. You were fired by Jay Blaze. Like, I was uh, fired by my friend. How does that feel?
1: <laughs> I don't do. It's really funny. I think I would have did it to him too. <laughs> Wait, <but>. go
2: back.
0: <laughs> it, it was a spot down on Route Man. 9. It's now become, you know that spot in Route 9 down by 126 where they had the chicks with the tits that stick them in your face when you get a haircut? Indeed. It's it called Hot Shots. Wait, it's like cooters for really? haircuts. Really? Like, oh yeah, they got like they got it fucking like cooters. fifty ESPNs on, and they fucking stick their tits in your face while they fucking they cut your hair. That's what that's the real places. That's now? what backyard barbecue is now. Fucking God damn name drop, yeah. Josh yeah. Staples. <laughs> I know what's going on. Fucking you know, I know the spot. I don't know if that joint's still there. What or do not, I got a wiki? Know? I don't know. Fucking you know, this shit's fucking <laughs> that's wicked old history. Fucking that's I sure. mean. I've always heard though about that because Jay was the manager
1: at the spot and he basically was. you were a, I took his you know, whole job as assembler. You <laughs> we were hooked up with the job moving in. Fucking you know? sweet job coming into fucking Massachusetts, dropping out of school at fucking eighteen years old. I didn't have a phone, I had no rent, no bills whatsoever, and I was making sick money. I was making like over a grand, dude. And all <laughs> I did was buy mushrooms and weed and booze and fucking <laughs> learn how to be a man. <laughs> fuck it all up. Oh, fuck it up. That was my college years, you know. Instead of uh buying school books, I bought drugs and uh I did it right, man. One of my dumbest moments
0: ever growing up was actually hanging out with you and doing bong rips and really? listening to Primus. My name is Mud. Yeah. And we ha- I had an old fucking phone with uh you know with like the big buttons it ain't no touchscreen thing. Jitterbug. And, well I fucking automatically <laughs> dialed work. <laughs> and i fucking left a fucking like 15 minute voicemail <laughs> of us fucking doing bong rips singing fucking my name mad, oh, fucking no. <laughs> like all over the is mad
2: fucking jitterbug is an official sponsor for direct input podcast yeah, you uh, fucking jitterbug uh, you I keep it as down as well. over there
1: i'm uh, i'm gray now i'm going gray i have a jitterbug i wish i did my phone's big enough this is like the jitterbug smartphone it's basically a tablet that doesn't fit in your pocket that fucking house was fucked up, though. It was, it was split for one. So good. And
0: there was three floors to it. So it was a triple deck, of split down the fucking middle. With two fucking staircases running up each side.
1: Remember when we first moved over there, we had the left side. And we had the top floor and the, mm-hmm. the, the upper floor to that. And then there was somebody that lived underneath us. There was. I do not recall who that was. I don't was. know who that was. They, they got out of there, man. They knew it was coming. When
0: fucking Alan would have sex on the third floor, the whole goddamn house would shake.
1: That's right. Yeah, the the TV. I remember the TV, I mean, the TV yeah. would move. Yeah. Do it for right. Him. Yep. Good for. But him. there was
0: a lot of dumb nights. There was no cable. No cable. Fucking. So there was like stupid shit like. Uh, I remember Magoo drank a gallon of fucking milk. milk. We were, me and Kay, were just talking you know, about the challenge. <laughs> yeah, and he got sick.
1: <laughs> We've been doing the food challenges lately. I've been into that stuff, and uh, we were talking about the milk challenge and how Magoo did it. Yeah, it took him forever. And then he was fucking sitting on the corner of the couch, like, mm, and then next thing he was throwing up everywhere. The thing is, though, rest is that <laughs> These
2: rest, kids, rest in peace. He died, <laughs> oh, my
0: poor friend. <laughs> You guys are doing fucking death metal, though, that ultimately, in my opinion, was kind of like a trademark of the East Coast style. Heavy on slam, heavy on groove, fucking heavy on brutality, kind of dumb, kind of retarded, kind of stoned, kind of drunk. Fuck you. And the thing is, though, is that every Friday and Saturday night at the Natick house where you guys all lived was spent listening to fucking James Brown.
1: We did the funk
0: nights. Oh, yeah. Fucking good dance parties. Legit fucking dance parties. 30 people in dance. an apartment about the size of this mm-hmm. fucking dancing their fucking asses. off. people making love. At the Goratory House? Goratory yeah. House. And that's how we it had was. That
1: school. We had that school, though. The Walnuts right next to our house. Yes. And, and chicks would just come down because- I went, had a cousin that went there. It, it was like this artistic around.
0: school. Like, but they yeah. fucking did a bunch of fucking creative shit up there in fucking Natick. Fucking- uh, you know what I'm talking about? Give yeah. me a look right now. No, yeah.
2: no. I'm like, I'm, I'm going back to the dance <laughs> party. There, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. why he's looking at you like, don't talk these about it. These dance
0: parties, these fucking <laughs> no. private school kids sh- would show up with fucking retarded fucking shit, you yeah. know? Like, oh, it was I'm like thinking this is like a death metal
2: house, right? Yes. And then, and then you, know all, you, you know, all these brutal death metal fans of Goratory Oh, Goratory's oh, fucking brutal. Well, <laughs> right? They would hear James Brown. And then little do they know, away. at the Gora they there there's a James Brown dance party basement
1: party to this day we still find people that were like oh, i remember you guys boss good court well i was a walnut i enjoyed james brown <laughs> nothing against james brown
2: it's just funny that people death metal fans yeah. are like so and brutal Do
1: it, and that was the thing too because you know growing up for me up in new hampshire i hung out with a lot of people that were like in this metal scene where they were like you like listen to your dying fetus you're skinless you're cephalic and like that's it you know listen you're paying terror and that was it we partied to that and then when i come up or down here and people jam out to like james brown or Medeski, and just all this other jazz and stuff like very that. very different even with the Medeski shit i never warmed up to that background. right right but like just the diversity of it it was like it opened me up to like hey there's more than this you know don't oh, just yeah. be the stubborn elitist <laughs> like, that's what i was all do about more.
0: yeah it was i mean because that was the thing was that That whole scene, ultimately, even though it was death metal as they were, it was a lot of, no, we're going to Berkfest, we're Mm -hmm. going to fucking Bonnaroo, we're going to fucking do a bunch of fucking crazy hallucinogenic drugs. I never really went there with that, to be honest. I just loved the band and got to hang out with it. But ultimately, fucking, I never, I was just always blown away by that, by one of the fucking most brutal death metal bands I could think of fucking could be... So fucking into everything except death metal. <laughs> Colin, yeah. uh,
1: Colin Davis from Vile, he gave a shit about it when we were recording on Cali. He was like, um, I don't get it. You guys write this intense, uh, technical, brutal death metal. It's like, off the walls brutal. But you guys joke around with your lyrics. You don't take anything serious. You're a party band. And like that will always stick out to me. Like, Colin... You fucking weirdo, I loved you. Thank you for all you did for us, but I don't know, bro. It wasn't about just sitting there looking heavy with your long hair and your black clothes, you know. It was fucking about having fun because that's what we all got into in the first place. It was, an right. out- it was an outlet. That That's what we wanted to do. They go, why do you play like that? Why do you play so fast? You know why? Because I can, and it feels good, and I will continue to do that. What was it
0: like though? I mean, you grew up in New Hampshire and you got this whole new fucking thing where you're moving down the fucking Massachusetts to Central Mass, Natick, you know, which is a fucking city for, by all means, compared to New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. But then you're there to record Rice on Suede, not just to record, but you also write it. And in turn, when you go do this, you fucking drive across America with Allen mm. and what? Oh, like damn. an 89 Volvo fucking yeah. station wagon. Yeah. That blue bastard. I mean, that was like a fucking 3,000 fucking mile Volvina, trip that you guys yeah. took. I think it was
1: 3,500 miles. Um, basically, what happened was, um, you know, Jay left the band because of, you know, personal reasons. The poor guy, L- you know, love Jay. Love you. I hope you're listening right now, sweetheart, because mm-hmm. I miss you. And uh, so then we got Darren. I hope you're not listening right now, you dildo. Darren, you're <laughs> a cocksucker. You fucking dildo. I miss you, too. Um, you might get or, but, um, so him, Alan and I got in the Volvo and we drove to California, man, straight, uh, 53 hours, I believe it was. And, um, we got there and, you know, I've never been to California. Went out to New Mexico once. That was right. That was like my second show. tory
0: That was, but you went, you played Albuquerque. You uh, were gathering of the sick. Yeah. twice,
1: Yeah. And, um, so we got out to Cali, man, and you know, that was a whole new world for me. That's a different, that was the other side of the fucking planet as far as I was concerned. I knew nothing about California, right. and uh, it was beautiful. I love it, and I, I would love to go back, honestly. Um, but yeah, that was like my first real thing, you know, doing like the album and, you know, fucking just making it. It was the first thing I've ever really created. And, um, as of right now, is still my legacy from 2004. Um. It's
0: some of the most ingenious, inventive bass playing I've ever heard in my life. And it. regarding the death metal genre, bro, nobody comes close to what you did. We got in it. my opinion. That's me. That's me. But that fucking like there's a style that you have that fucking nobody else can even come close to.
1: Well, at the time, you know, I, um, grew up with Claypool, obviously. And, um, Rex Brown was another huge influence on me because Rex was just... He went for it and... I don't know. He, he's great. I always wanted to meet that dude. And... Um, from that, I had become, you know, confident in what I was doing, but I didn't know what I was doing. A lot of other influences also was uh, early Cryptopsy, you know, Eric. And, and, uh, uh, and fucking And fucking John Gallagher from Fetus just because mm-hmm. he was... I can do this, so i am gonna make music doing this, and that was kind of my approach. I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it, and it's sounding what I want it to sound like, and people are obviously you know blown away by it, so I might as well keep fucking doing it and uh so that wa that became my style and um I don't know i never I don't, it's hard to explain it because I never did the lessons. I started on drums and then was like. Approached by my friends, hey, we have a drummer, but we don't have a bass player. Do you want to play bass? And I was like, yeah, all right. And then they gave me one, and <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, but apparently it clicked, and that was the greatest thing that had ever happened to me. Thank you, Tom, Joe, and JR. You guys set me off on this uh, this lifestyle. that I believe ultimately saved me because if it wasn't for that, I don't know if I ever would have found music to be as um, rewarding. And yeah. um, heartfelt right. as it is now, you know? right.
2: Could you pull that back a couple of inches? Other oh, the mic stand,
1: my stand, yeah. My stand.
2: Well, only because you're you're looking at him, and and it's easier if it's a little bit that way. Yeah, He's a
0: little off on there. Yeah, you
2: know, that's but, it. Doesn't look
1: like I'm a fucking clown with the. Well, I don't want you running. to have to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, going back though, when we talk about two things here, well, a couple of bands that you you reference, obviously. John Gallagher, Eric Langlois. Mm-hmm. I think our whole scene that was around the Goratory, Central Mass, Worcester County, Middlesex, that click of friendship, mm. brotherhood, was and whatever brotherhood. else was so yeah. much rooted in technical fucking duff metal that had fucking groove and substance to it. I remember like when the first Necrophages came out, we could sit around and, and geek out to it, but it didn't make you want to drink whiskey. It didn't make you want
1: to fucking party, uh, party you know? It made and you want to do the claw and fucking headbang.
0: But the band, though, the band is the thing, and you said it too, is, is, is Pantera. It, yep. There was a lot of that fucking cowboy
1: from hell tattoos in that fucking circle. The videos, man. Oh, yeah. Fucking watch it go, bro. Oh, yeah. That was how we grew up. That, yes. that taught us, like, hey, you know what? We're making music because we want to have fun, and we need this fucking outlet. Right. This is what we want to do. We're not fucking dressing up, fucking making <laughs> some art. Right. No, this isn't fucking. We're not putting on a fucking, a, a fucking image. Right. It is who we are. Like Phil Zeben. Ain't no fucking dragons coming on the monitors. No, <laughs> no fucking fun. lasers. No PA. <laughs> it is what it is. We're just Wait. having fucking fun, man. Wait. That's what we we're doing. Didn't
2: part. Didn't they start off as. A- Pretty much glam, yeah. They were, totally. but hey, listen, yeah. that's a good album too. Like, but, uh, I love know, that album. But what's real is real, you but, know. It's, but they started know. off with an image, yeah, metal, and metal, right? They did How'd they that jungle. work? <laughs> they should. <laughs> you <know>? They should have <laughs> continued on that road. Uh, <laughs> but you know, listen, a no, stallion is that I mean, Power metal's a sick album. Don't get me wrong. I but, love Power uh, Metal. I do badass album, but, but
1: it's an image. Though. But that that is an image, man, and that's kind of how I feel things are nowadays. Yeah. They brought back, you know, not knocking anybody and what the fuck they want to do because, dude, who am I to judge? I live in my fucking little house with my cat and my TV and I don't give a fuck anymore. But I'm looking at everybody doing these things, you know, like the thrash scene is back and they, the image they portray is what it was in the 80s with your fucking jean jackets and the best and shit. And you got your fucking, I like to look at it, you get your Worcester scene, you get your Ralph scene, and you get your O'Brien scene, you know, with the fucking O'Brien people who are all into like, Berkeley and you know, the whole uh EduMication. Yeah, dude. for Yeah, exactly. And then you got your fucking Worcester you got your Ralph scene and it's the cult. It's the fucking blood. You know, this is this Union duplicate. It is. is. Yeah. Alright, so that's where it is now, for me at least. And I um I don't want to sound like an elitist or anything, but I'm just Nothing wrong I with am, being elite. I am stuck. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> if it's working out for you guys. <laughs> I'm just, I'm stuck in my ways. I'm, it's, I'm more of a stubborn, uh, cynical cunt. Is in life. Are you real? Yeah, but you know, um, if it impresses me, I'll listen to it. If I'm, you know, if you're doing something that I am jealous that you're doing, you must be doing something that I want to do, and kudos to you. You know. There's The thing about about Pantera,
0: where I think kind of made sense for like, like our scene, so to say, you know, whatever, back in the day, there was a certain inherent rowdiness that I had growing up, having a state park and a giant lake for a backyard. Right. That's where I went to cause trouble. I spent my fucking days knocking down trees, lighting fires, and getting drunk. Right. But I was 15. And you were from New Hampshire- and we still when, do that. Oh yeah, that's how you guys <laughs> came up. Like when New Hamp, when the New Hampshire kids would show up, Brian, it was like the motherfucker. <laughs> like tell. what do you call this in wrestling? Fucking, it's oh like fucking god, like Goldberg dude. coming out there with the Spocks. <laughs> they show up with the two thirty racks of fucking Keystone. Like we knew it was, on. and it was fifteen dollars or thirty dollars, and it was just like, oh my god, here they are, the New Hampshire kids. It's on, and it's just like. <laughs> Dude, somebody had fireworks somehow. I don't know. It was New just Hampshire. fucking crazy, dude. You guys we're always, always, always took it to another level. That shit always. still happens,
1: though, because, like, you know, to a point, me and my brother, we hang out now. He kind of lives out in the woods. And we're lighting off fucking huge fireworks, shooting guns off, fucking drinking, blah, blah, blah. Doing all the fucking shit in his backyard, you know what I mean? You can't do that down here.
0: No. Nah. I mean, maybe could maybe on the holiday and whatever, and you got a hose. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying I do <laughs> all You got all hot that dogs? Shit. All
1: right. Yeah. Off the record, uh, you know what I'm saying? He, he just, he tells me he does these things. But You got
2: space in New Hampshire. You got it's breathing wild. room.
1: Wait till you go up to Allen's house up in Littleton, dude. You can yeah. fucking run around naked what, on what a are you 4 wheel if you want.
0: What are you going to do with a cop? Is that one cop that's going to show up suddenly? Fucking. on. Um, he's you know? going to
1: join you because he's bored as fuck, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Know what to do. I, I <laughs> the one night though, I swear to God, and uh, that's the thing with the, the New Hampshire shows back then. The, um, bomb, the, shelter. The, the, the bomb,
2: bomb shelter, the bomb show. shelter show, yeah. I think I saw a bulldoze there. What do you mean bulldozer.
0: I know you're not talking about Bulldozer from fucking Italy.
2: No, mm-hmm. uh, New York hardcore band. I don't know uh, that. <laughs> I, I let me let me Google that that's one. A good chance.
0: Uh, well, I'm referring. There's a few occasions where I can recall padding with the New Hampshire crew. Mm-hmm. However, the Cryptopsy show sticks out. Oh yeah, um, Gorgasm. Uh,
1: oh, that the, one. The, the Bloodletting. Blood oh that yeah, was, that was us. Gorgasm, Spawn of Possession, Paemia, and Severed Saviour. Very good. Very what a good. fucking show!
0: Fucking phenomenal show! Yep. Fucking 2003. Uh, that yep. footage,
1: footage of that show was on. I, I think. I still have so much of it.
0: What what what, what album? Uh, is that the sexual intercorps repress that, that Joe did? I think there's live footage no, you could probably uh, find on lo- yep, YouTube of that yep, gig.
1: There is that. Uh, there is a bunch of live videos of us playing from that show. There's one with Burnson singing with us. Yeah. That my last show, the Halloween show that we yeah. did. And uh, yeah, man.
0: <laughs> well, fucking that was actually the bomb The thing. There was the fucking debut of the dildo. Fucking. No, that wasn't.
1: That was well, that was the um, box of knives. That oh, was our first show. with down. Nice. That was a, That was a legendary oh. show. I have paid the in pizza still and keg beer. That was that was a fucking deep one, man. If Tom, how gone, are you? Onlyville, what that? Uh, was that Rhode Island or Connecticut? Yeah, it was Onlyville. Yeah, we were in Providence. Providence. Yeah. yeah. Right. So from, you go yeah. out in this fucking road, dude. Completely By Wes's. Every fucking. Like, street sign and, and, like, fucking light posts and shit was covered in sh- crazy shit. There was, like, <laughs> dolls hanging everywhere. Yeah, it was fucking like, a bunch oh, of uh, stuffed animals So, only, shit. V- dude, <laughs> only v- Yeah, it was do an app project. You know? Dude, you know. It, dude, it was fucked, man. It was uh, Tim Burton everywhere. And, uh, yeah, we played that show. That was our first show with Darren. And Revocation opened up Got for Got you it. guys on. No, that was Cryptic Warning, my friend. Oh, my bad. Oh, I can't. Whoa, You're right. Whoa, I have whoa. a flyer. terminally
0: aborted ghost,
1: too, who didn't play, but they showed up. I thought they fucking played no, that they show. they didn't. Somebody didn't show. I think, I don't know who the fuck it was. I remember the singer being there. And then after, oh, man. The sorcery. Nah. It was Dysentery.
0: Dysentery no show? It was
1: Dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> fucking well. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: fucking Cryptic it's, it's, wounds. Tendency? No. Yeah, we played that show. That's it what was. I'm thinking of it. Yeah. Was I played with you guys. Oh, I'm a fucking retag. <laughs> the
1: most brutal yeah, show of course Of course it is, yeah.
0: I got you guys on that fucking gig and fucking there's pictures yeah. of him on Return of the Pit fucking... That was the
1: first time I met Aaron from Return of the Pit and he's the yeah. reason why I got into Gor Really? Yep. You went yep. uh, Return
0: of the Pit radio show Monday night from uh, ten to one? No, remember? I don't think it's the
1: one. I think you think of somebody else.
0: <laughs> no, nah, fucking Aaron. That's
1: the one. That's the one. The no, 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 it's not Aaron. It's not no. he does the show still. He's still out there in production. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a bastard. We were just talking about guy. Guy. We, we the other you, day. We love you. Hey, I'm telling you, on the fucking table right now. Um, uh, you know, quote me if you want. If Aaron wants to do a Return of the Pit show, a concert like a fucking Return of the Pit benefit, Goratory will play. Really? Yep. It's me. We've all talked about it.
0: That's on the table. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. I can't believe that. Yep. Fucking. I don't gosh. know who'll
1: play bass or drums, but we'll be there. <laughs>
2: Optional.
0: You play fucking bass. What the fuck are you gonna do? I, I mean, know. it's either you and Max. Max is in Talk fucking Black Dahlia nowadays. He's, he's over in Toulouse, right fucking like he's doing shit. Fucking, he's a made man. Yes, that's a good band though. Those, those are, that was another band, Black Dahlia, came over back yeah. in the day. Fucking, it, I drove those motherfuckers yeah. over the house. Misery Index too. They stayed at the I fucking house, brought so. them over the house too. Mm-hmm. We I was thinking about that the other day. Mm-hmm. We had a pig roast. Mm-hmm. Some motherfucker cooking a pig said he lived with fucking necro butcher. Oh my goodness! Choke it off. Beer. He was foaming his beer over here. Oh, we had a lot of good parties over there. Choke it off. Choke it
1: off. What does that mean? Anyways. One of the worst you thing, sample that noise I just but made. Well, one
0: of the worst things I've ever seen happen, though, <laughs> okay, at a party. Drop. And I have to go with that, just because. Just because. Mm-hmm. But it was the time that a certain red-haired individual from New Hampshire mm-hmm. became rather Notorious. drunken. <laughs> And fell asleep on a couch and a certain other individual that was a, uh, individual of sorts. I don't really want to give too much away about that. It's a good uh, story. Well, let's just put it this <laughs> way. Mysterious. Very, very, very. I don't want to name out. names. It's, you know, <laughs> it's horrific. But there was a, a certain drunk guy passed out fucking uh, in the... Another guy fucking uh, over at the Natick house fucking pulled his pants down,
1: stuck a beer bottle up his little, uh, his, uh, a Bar- noose. I think that's what they call it. No, fucking- Dude, that reminds me of this story. Um, sorry to cut you off, but it's it about horrible. the story about, uh, when Gary stuck a bottle in Eric's ass. <laughs> 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 Let me tell you about this story. <laughs> Not to name names. We'll leave the others out of it. Um, so uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Eric, one of the New Hampshire crew, would come down and party with us, and he passed out. This was our pre-party show. This was my 19th birthday, and our we're on our way to California to record party and right. shit show. Adam I mean, still
0: hasn't wrote lyrics, by the way. M- no,
1: remember crowd surfing in the fucking hallways, or crowd surfing <laughs> in my apartment. A- anyways, so uh, Eric passed out like he normally did, and uh, a friend of ours excuse me <laughs> it's like a bottle in his ass <laughs> oh jerk
0: the worst plot though was when he came to yeah, when he came and to. appeared uh, uh, and we're all just hanging out drinking beer being like of course you have a beer bottle up your fucking ass we kind of oh, yeah. let that happen uh,
1: <laughs> well, so, you know, of good you've
0: kind of been a jerk off you know <laughs> what do you want me to do you're being an asshole you got a beer <laughs> yeah, bottle up your ass you're jerk. out of line I don't, thought, you, know, I don't you were understand. asleep you were out of line <laughs> well, the, the the certain gentleman who was the method of insertion referred to another gentleman in the apartment next door well, that didn't neighbor. really live there. You know, he was a neighbor.
1: He said, so and so next door shoved the bottle in your uh, <clears throat> batute. Yeah. And he got, he was mad. And he got up and he went next door and he kicked the door down. Yeah. Not, we did not know this, though. <laughs> we were wondering. I he heard went. a fall. From I didn't around. know what it was, but it was a fall. A fall. It was a fall. <laughs> so the next day I wake up. It's like 7 in the morning. I wake up on the floor. And I, I hear the door open and I look up and I see our friend Eric walk through the door and he's all cold and pale as a ghost for Ginger. <laughs> he was extra pale. And he's Papa. looking at me and he goes, Pappas, you know, if there's one thing I know how to do, it's how to bleed. And I'm like, oh my God, what are you talking about? And he turns around and his pant leg is covered in blood. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, bro. And he lifts up his pant leg, muscles hanging out as of his fucking calf, The most calf, mutilation i ever seen. Brutal.
0: Upl- i like, literally, he could Holy grab a shit. tendon and, like, tug on it and, like, move his toes. No. Like, it
1: was obscene. Luckily, obscene. a friend of ours, that same person that's crazy that lives in the woods now, Chris, I love you. He uh, just got back from the army, so he kind of had some, like, experience with this shit. And uh, so we fucking patched him up or whatever. But he was there. There's video of this, of him, like, looking at it It looked like a gel hanging out of his calf. And he's pulling it and he goes, oh, it is my insets. I can feel it tugging. And he fucking rips out his calf muscle and washes it down my fucking sink. And this is the shit. Dude,
0: this is was the on shit. The, uh, the the CD, by the way. It was the CD, <laughs> there was video it was of that with re-pressing. St. George fucking
2: smearing the pain on how did, get, how did you not pass out from pain fucking at that man. level? <sighs> if you're long time. If you're, if, you get, if you're talking muscle. He's drinking, bro. you were like 21, you gotta bro. you got to be hammered. And then we went so out to
0: breakfast after. Yeah, uh, we went down. What was that spa we used to go to? I don't to? know, bro. That fucking, was, it wasn't George.
1: Was no, fucking, no, no. It was like, was like it a f- breakfast joint. Yeah, and they either. wouldn't serve him. They gave him, like, a Red Bull instead.
0: hate <laughs> hey, Red Bull coming out. <laughs> <laughs> this kid, though, he had a fucking pool. Like, some bra was like, it's the Red Sea in my backseat. What the fuck happened? He and passed he out. Went,
1: he went He fucking. girl's right, So basically, he, shit, too, he went next door, like, kicked a hole through this door, Ripped his leg open, freaked out, fucking left, went to that fucking place, the, uh, that parking lot that was talking about sleeping in the cars. And he fucking found someone's car, broke into it, slept in it, bled everywhere, and left. And that girl, that well, he slept in his chick's car that I worked with, and she was like, there was all sorts of blood in my backseat. And I'm like, weird. Welcome to Nating. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Terrific. it's a terrible
0: town or something. Just another night. Just another Friday night and a Saturday morning. What do you uh, want from me? Yeah, what the
2: fuck? <laughs>
1: so that was that it's come a
0: long way since
1: so uh so from there we went to california recorded an album and um the next thing you know um uh we went to germany with uh everybody and uh that was like a that was the first time i ever traveled you know it wasn't even that fast fuck the commerce seven it's now on youtube if you haven't seen it which is sweet because we've been waiting fucking years, and then like ten years later, somebody posts it. What's crazy is that you guys headlined it with uh, Broderquin. Well, obituary too. Broderquin played Brodequin the same played. night as you guys. Um, there was a lot of bands that played, but obituary. Schemer was and Destructor
0: played or some shit. Yeah, yeah, Destruction. There
1: was like fucking seventy bands. Destruction did play. They. You guys played Destruction, and, and I was like, "Oh my god, you guys played Destruction!" You're like, "I fucking hate Destruction." Well, dude. they sang a song called <laughs> "Fuck the USA." We're sitting in the fucking tent. <laughs> With me and like exploited. we're the only Americans there. We're standing in this <laughs> giant tent in Europe and like they're like blah 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 fuck the US, Fuck the USA. And they had a whole song about it and we're like, shit, we're telling everybody we're from Canada tonight. <laughs> you know, motherfuckers. And uh we Dine ended up Muda. we ended up being fucking huge. They they were calling they were referring to us as the next Slipknot for some reason, but uh <laughs> we were um we Yeah, we headlined the second night, and um they let us play through the day, through the night. We had the only good night out there. The rest of the fest, it rained out, and oh, um, shit. it was sick. It was good, man. I, I, I'll never, ever forget that. That was, that was probably the last time and the only time I've ever truly been happy really? about it. Yeah, dude. It was the most beautiful feeling because you, you're up there, and it's a sea of people you know you're outside and the sun's blasting on you you're playing this instrument that like that's what you do this is your favorite thing in the world you're doing your favorite thing ever and everyone's looking at you like appreciating it and you just you can do whatever you want i could take a shit in my pants and thrown it (laughs) at somebody and they would have been like we love you so much come back again you know you're doing you're doing us all a favor by shit yourself (laughs) that was the most beautiful thing i've ever done and um some good times, man. You know, we were the first band there, the last band there. You know, Darren was uh, a complete mess. I remember. Uh, is it true that Darren didn't take a shit for the entire
0: week that you guys were there?
1: You know, uh, that, that is correct. He. You <laughs> was there for like a week. You he he know, he's he a toilet. Oh shit! use a We got to the fucking airport and he's like, "I have to go to the bathroom because I haven't done it in a week." <laughs> I was like, "Darren, you know that's cool." I'm like. <laughs> Do you want like some help? Stan's
2: dad on South Park. Uh, <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm, deep, yeah, he just spiraled. <laughs> he spiraled out. Yeah. That's exactly so what I picture. That was that. And Seven then, uh, days. So we came back and um two weeks later we went to Japan. And that was like yeah. that was huge because I did not even know what Japan was. <laughs> I, I was know. like, what's Japan? And they took us there and we were like, where the fuck are we? You know? And uh people were following us. To the different states, or I guess states, wherever the fuck. Oh, it's like an eight.
0: Like you guys Would drop like Eight hours over mountains Like I've heard That yeah. Japan actually The Ben from Drop That Down in Armageddon Trying to be saying That fucking I'm name dropping here I don't give a fuck He says that That's a very hard Expensive place to tour Because of the tolls expensive. Like the tolls, It's every town That you go happened, to They whack you Fucking for like Fucking like $80 or some bullshit Dude like fucking probably
1: like, man Cause uh, at the end Of the fucking tour Our uh, Masukatsu was like We didn't do so well You know he spent a lot of money on us, and uh, I mean, we, we bought the tickets to get out there, and then we brought merch and everything. We made money off of that, and whatever he gave us was our guarantees and stuff, but it was brutal, man. You know, for fucking three shows, it probably cost us, you know, if you look back at it and did the numbers, it was probably three grand a person the whole time. We about 10, 12 grand. Yeah, yeah it was brutal thing. Brutal. But uh, what and those three shows too?
0: You guys did Tokyo. Was it two Tokyo shows?
1: Started in Osaka, went to Nagoya, then Tokyo, and then drove back to Osaka and bounced out on a plane.
2: Oh no shit! So that means you didn't get to really enjoy. Oh, no, we, had,
1: we were there for seven days, I believe, and for three shows. We had a lot okay, of Okay, it wasn't a weekend. but Yeah, yeah man, we saw we went to the red light districts. We saw hookers, man. We saw some cats running around, dude. Cats <laughs> everywhere, dude. It's fucked up. Like fucking birds, you know, or squirrels. Instead of squirrels, they have cats, and that's cool. No shit. Yeah, man, cats are way better than the squirrels. Yeah. And, like... Dude, it was just cool, man. You know, we're all in a drinking legally, like fucking beer vending machines that had like bottles of booze and liquor and shit. We're fucking drinking, walking around, fucking drunk, puking everywhere. People <laughs> passed out everywhere. We're just like, wake up, and they're like, no, oh, I'm dead. And you're like, all right, <laughs> peace. You know, like everybody was cool. You can't do that shit here. If I passed out down the road from here, the cops would probably show up. Oh, I'd yeah. probably go to jail. Again, name, sure, yeah, you know, mm. cunts. <laughs> but anyway it's america bro it's the land of the You're free under
2: arrest for being homeless pretty much
1: yeah well that's the next story so coming back from new hampshire or from japan um so after that you know we played a handful of shows went back to new mexico and we did some more rad shit like typical gore tori was a straight rad the whole time and uh Then I just started fucking growing up, man. Started thinking about other things. And, um, you know, I just didn't keep my head in the game. And I fucked up. And I came back to New Hampshire like an asshole. And uh, I let the band kind of fade off. And everyone started doing their own thing. And um, so next thing you know, I'm partying. You know, my girl leaves me. And uh, I'm back in New Hampshire. And I'm just... Living the life of uh, somebody that's getting The attention of a rock star but it's not actually Doing anything you know it's not very Gratifying to be uh, known For being a complete asshole party animal And uh So I went to a party one night With some friends and uh we left the party at like three in the morning. You know, I'm not I'm not drunk, but I had some drinks. I'm underage at the time, and I leave like a bat out of hell just because I wanted to avoid somebody. And through that negligence, I, I got into a car accident that had a result of my best friend dying. And that's where like the next half of my life comes into play. Now, you know? yeah, and uh, I remember waking up. Somebody waking me up, Brian Kelly actually Waking no me up shit. And I looked over and I was like what happened And he goes you were in a car accident, who was in the car with you And I'm looking around and like I see a tree in front of me I'm, dry, I'm in my car, you know what I mean mm. And the tree is in front of me like this microphone And I look behind me to see if anybody's there And the whole back seat of my car The whole back half of my car is gone mm. I'm like the fuck So I get out of my car and I see my friend Joe on the ground And I wake him up and he's like what happened I was like we're in a car accident Stay there. I'm calling the ambulance and I'm looking for Nate. And I look over and, like, you know, probably 15 feet away from my car down this hill into the concrete, there's Nate. And this is like three in the morning, you know, it's dark out and I can't see anything really. I just see a figure and I, and I go and try to wake him up. And I just see him and I see some blood and I go, Oh, he's hurt. So I call the ambulance and, uh, and then I pass out and uh, I wake up in the ambulance and then I pass out and I wake up in the hospital and I'm sitting in the, in the bed and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, you know, what's going on? Where's my friends? And they go, Joe's in the other room, but Nate didn't make it. And I went with me and go, Nate died. And then I looked down and my hand was cuffed to the cot I was in. And I realized I was, you know what happened? And I was like, I'm fucked. And, uh, know i lose it and then joe's mother comes in and she's holding me and i'm crying and stuff and like they wouldn't let my parents in for some reason and so then i uh you know i pass back out and then i wake up and i'm in the police station in Derry, and uh You know, they tell me more of what's going on and my family would come and visit me while I'm in there. I was in there for two days and it was just like one long day because I was so fucked up, concussion, multiple bruises and bleeding out of every fucking orifice, you know what I mean? And uh, so I remember fucking sitting at the, you know, at the fucking visiting thing at the window at the phone. My dad and my mom were in the phone booth and they go, you know, my dad, I remember looking at him and... He goes, My son, what have you done? And that, like, I'll never forget that. And he wasn't saying it and, like, What have you fucking done? He was more like, What have you done? You know, like, You fucking killed somebody. How could you have done this? You know, not like, not in the judging way, you know, but like in a way of, like, I can't believe you've done this, you know? And uh, so I get bailed out. And uh, the first thing I do is I go to see Nate's family because. I needed to, you know, right, fix right. the situation, rectify it, and, uh, and I'm scared shitless because, like, mean, what would you do, you know, if you found out that your son died and I, the person I, that is responsible for it is coming to your house? I don't know. You fucking kill him. And I was afraid of that, but that would have been like, for me, that the would. What did you do, No know, Nate? For at least six, seven years at the time, for sure, you know. For A long time Long time of hanging out You know He was
0: there Every time the New Hampshire Cool was there We, we grew up together man Every don't, time You know Black metal kid
1: And uh So I, I got to uh, Nate's house And his father Bruce He comes up to me and, and he gives me this big hug And we start crying And he's like This is my saving graces Right here He said He goes I don't know how it hasn't Happened to me It was an accident You know I've I've, I've done it a million times I don't know how it hasn't Happened to me yet and uh, so the next few years were hell for me because I always had that lingering um, going away in the back of my head. You know, this is going to happen eventually. Yeah. So what I'm doing now is so temporary. I start finding my, uh, you know, call in carpentry and I meet a girl that I fall in love with and I start making music again, you know, trying to get yeah. my life together. Yeah. And then uh, two years later, they put me in prison. So I go to prison for fucking two years. And uh, you know a lot of people. What was the charge? Manslaughter, negligent they- homicide. They gave me two year, two to six. So I do two years straight time, and then the rest, I'm out on parole. So four years of parole, and so I'm in prison up in Concord. I do two years there, pretty hardcore. I'm locked down all the fucking time. I I'm, yeah. I'm in shoe, so I'm locked down. I'm in fucking the gnarliest place in Concord. Just to go to a fucking different place And we're locked down for fucking You know 24 hours a day And I'm, I was there for a week I didn't yeah. get out the whole entire time I watched fucking flowers bloom outside I'd sit there in my little fucking window That was 4 inches wide And see these little fucking lilies Or what day lilies And I'd see the sun come over the wall Hit these fucking flowers They blossomed And then they would you know, the sun would disappear eventually And they would shrink back into the ground that was what I saw all day. And that's all I could do. Because there's nothing there. And people, you know, I, no no showers, nothing. So eventually they sent me up to fucking Laconia, which is a minimum security. Because, you know, I'm not a fucking danger to anybody. I'm not a fucking, I'm, I'm not a troublemaker or whatever. I'm just doing my goddamn thing. So I do 18 months there. You know, I work out. Fucking get a guitar. Jam out. I'm writing. I'm, I'm reading. You know fucking shit i hate to say it but that was like the safest i've ever felt because i was in with like a good group of people and i just felt safe there's nothing i had to worry about no bills nothing man so kudos to the fucking system for making you feel like all right but i'm sure it's a different story anywhere else anyway so i finally get out and uh you know i'm in the halfway house for a while i'm working blah 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 and uh that's when i get the second chance at life and uh I find myself finally, you know, I'm I'm just a man now. I'm not some fucking rock star, some party animal. I'm not someone that you can look up to really. I'm just a person now. I, I've done stupid shit and I've survived it. I mean, you can look at that. And if you're smart enough to, to you know, um, learn from other people's mistakes, you can, uh, you can see it that this, just accidents happen. It doesn't matter who you are, you can be anybody, you know? And uh just one wrong mistake of irresponsibility can lead you down a path of fucking a nightmare that could rearrange your life in ways that you couldn't even imagine. I've never, ever been balls deep into music again ever since. I've lost like touch with that, I feel I'd love to do it again. I'd love to get back into music and, you know, just um do what I feel like I'm supposed to do uh i just always have that lingering uh feeling that um i don't know i don't want to say fear but it's like just uh, it doesn't motivate me to do that lifestyle anymore you know even though now you know 10 years later i feel more responsible i can i can do whatever i want now you know what i mean i you know i'm almost 31 I got a life, I got a job, you know, a house, I got a fucking cat and a girlfriend and I just that's my life. Well, if I can make music again and fit it in with all that, it'd be great, but
0: you're still That's the scary. most talented bass player. <laughs> oh no, no, dude. Like, you got weird? a Buckeye bro bass sitting over here. Yeah, Ooh, this was, thing's hot over here.
1: If anyone wants Ooh. it, 2200 bucks. I
0: was burning a hole in the floor. It's so hot. I can't believe it's still oh. standing up over
1: there. <laughs> Woo! And <laughs> the kitties.
2: You had me hold a $2,200 guitar. Hey, it's nothing,
1: bro. <laughs> That's nothing. You strip it down. Fucking... I am. I am. I'm just doing the goddamn thing. But you're
0: one of the few bass players I've ever met that isn't Talent let me just let me just paraphrase this to so the great champion, Conor McGregor, who says this mm-hmm. isn't talent, it's obsession. It's obsession. And yeah. that's you. Because when you that's what blew my fucking mind. Seeing you at such a young age, younger than me, giving up so much fucking modern commodity to go down to Natick. And to sit in a fucking room with nothing on the wall, not even, you know, maybe a couple CDs for the player. Something on the couch the for four months. And, but just your bass and mm-hmm. a fucking, uh, what, a 20-watt, or some shit, and, but it's just know. you. And half the time, it probably wasn't anything. You played fucking rigs. I've seen you play stuff literally It was like a box of wood, like a piece of, I, I mean, it blows my mind mm-hmm. that you, you've always been able to, to constantly focus on the bass and use that as a tool to get you through the bullshit.
1: It has been the most therapeutic item I've uh, ever come across. You know, I read, could play video games or watch movies. The women, you know, drinking. But bass guitar is the only thing that's never uh, turned its back on me. You know, and that's all I've ever had. You know, I I play other instruments as well, but bass guitar itself, man, I go into my. I just had a family reunion recently where they were asking me to play bass because there was a band playing. Yeah, and I just I didn't do it because. I don't know, I'm different this nowadays, but... You didn't get your guarantee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Right. Shrimp cocktail at least. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, you know. Oh my God, Pappas family guarantee. Some baklava. <laughs> um, t- uh, Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, if I had the opportunity to do something where I knew it was going to be like a brotherhood again, I would do that. I think that's what I miss the most is the brotherhood. It's all good, dude. Now you have to fucking apologize. Spilling, beer. spilling the beer, almost on my tablet.
0: <laughs> hey, but that's the thing about the brotherhood is that that and that is kind of hard. Like I, I've always actually kind of used the analogy. I'm sorry, that I'm fucking spilling beers up in here. It's your house. Uh, I got, I got to hang my head. You know, when I first met you, I had fuck. I'm like a marine over here. You my head, fucking, fucking L.A. looks. When I first met you, bro. L.A. looks cat over here.
2: For real. <laughs> what happened
0: to it? I had dreadlocks. He <laughs> <You> had dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> you like
1: a juggler when I first met you. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, he's just a New Hampshire kid. What can you nah, do? i <laughs> But, uh, yeah, man. Um, nowadays, you know, we're older, and we know what we want, you know? And uh, you got to hold certain things dear to you because you never know how long they're going to be there for. You know, do, do what makes you happy because you don't know what's going to happen next. That's where I'm at now, man. I'm living in the now. People worry about tomorrow, and they live in the past. But, dude, worry about right now. Because right now is what counts. Because it's not going to happen again. So you might as well make where you're going right now worth it. You know? I decided to come here and hang out with you guys. You fucking, you fucking stopping young lads. You know what I'm saying? Make look it look Santa, at you. Oh, shucks. We'll nice denim. I got a fucking red microphone. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Um, you know, though, you, you gotta take those opportunities, you know I try to say, uh, good morning to people every day, you know Cause if you can start off the day making somebody happy in the least bit Maybe they can pay it forward and say, you know, good morning to somebody else And spread it on, you know yeah. yeah. I don't know, but other than that, I fucking hate everything I can't leave my house cause I can't stand looking at people Because they just fuck it up I can't tell what's going on. I go to fucking Cumberland Farms in the morning. People are like, "Hey, you got any scratch tickets?" And they're like, "No, we don't have any of the ones that you want." Oh, what the fuck, you whore! And it's like, "Why are you getting mad, dude? You fucking gambling. Why don't you relax, get a fucking job? Yeah. not play DraftKings, you motherfucker. Yeah, you know? dude, <laughs> get some skill behind it. Scratch tickets. But I no, no, it's, it's neither here nor there. You know, be happy, be who you are. That's what matters the most. And, uh,
0: but but I mean, honestly, though, I mean, like, I. when you go to jail, I mean, like, the average person, they just, I think the average person in America is like, yeah, I've seen Shawshank Redemption.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Or Oz.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Oz. Oz is what got me. That that, not quite my tempo dude fucking uh, getting shit on in the face. That was kind of cool. i worried
1: about Adebisi coming in.
0: I hate I, I hated that fucking movie Whiplash.
1: By the way, I fucking. I never hated watched it. it. I never watched it with uh a with uh, uh fucking uh, what's his name
0: the dude fucking fucking
1: the white Schillinger. supremacist. Schillinger. <laughs> like, uh, get it's Schillinger. Schillinger asshole,
0: <laughs> hey, Schillinger. for
2: the bloody <laughs> <a>
1: sock, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah I okay,
1: can't in do the it No 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 it wasn't like that At first you know I get there And I'm all fucking bummed out Cause they're like We're sending you To two to six years And you know Blah 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 And I'm like fuck So I get in the cop car And I fucking I get to the state prison And I'm fucking Sitting in my cell And people are pissing And shitting And screaming Everywhere around me And they make me Fucking take a shower The first thing I do Is I get in there And I strip down Completely naked They fucking search me out Like I'd bring anything <laughs> And then I fucking take a shower. So I got this fucking afro afterwards because my hair is just fucking booming. I'm and I'm, yeah, <laughs> dude, because I make making you fucking use this life shampoo. And I'm just sitting there like, so what happens now? You know, I'm like a, probably a, a fucking buck 15 at the time, this little fucking dude. And uh, you just sit there and you wait and you wait and wait. It's the waiting game. And the best thing I ever learned when I was in there, and I remember because I was in shoe and I was doing some push ups because I was getting ripped and I was looking at the fucking wall because there's shit everywhere. And I see this thing that says, Do your time. Don't let time do you. And that's one of the most important things I've ever learned. Three things in my life that I've learned one, you know, do your time. Yeah. Two, fucking uh, my in school suspension teacher said, Always think three steps ahead. And that makes a lot of sense if you think about it because you do something and you've got to think about the repercussions and you've got to think about how you're going to get out of those repercussions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get yourself in that situation. And the third fucking thing, I forgot what it was. So, <laughs> <laughs> Rick I'll Perry in the house tonight. <laughs> Rick Perry over
0: here. <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck me. Would you listen Good to or- and- are free. But yeah so. what'd you listen to in there though like it like that you couldn't listen to cds you just no you, no fucking... no
1: i had a, I had a, a fucking cassette tape or a cassette player we had tapes we we're the last fucking you know uh that's the only reason why tapes are still around is because of us uh, the only tape i had yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe because of you YouTube oh, hot but, shot um, you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to corner that prison you, market. Yeah. One, one the, <laughs> you probably could. So the only tape I ever had was Down Nola. It was the only one I ever paid for. But we always traded off. And I listened to a lot of Allman Brothers, you know, Fleetwood Mac and shit. God, I got into a lot of that stuff. But I was on the radio. You know, listening to uh, some up in Laconia. We were getting the BLM. That was a good radio station. And, you know, we had a lot of good stuff. I'm into classic music a lot. Um, but every Friday night and Saturday night, if you held your fucking cassette player up, to the wall And at a certain angle You get fucking uh, You know Whiplash the really? fucking metal station. That's how I was still getting my shit, you know? No shit. Uh, if it oh, wasn't for that, man, I was the call already. on that. What was that frequency? What was that? I don't know. I don't get that, that ninety seven seven. It was AF, I believe. Really? Or uh BCN maybe? What one of the fucking ninety
0: seven seven was fucking uh AAF That's actually that out. Right? Yeah. yeah.
1: That's their second station. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was that and uh Whiplash. Or no, no, it was Rock on One because it was that kid from uh that other Greek kid. And then there was, though, the AAF one. Um, What the fuck? Fucking harder,
0: faster. Yeah, but that was
1: really hard to get into. And that was, like, one in the morning. And if I got caught holding my arm up out of bed with my cassette tape, the fucking CO would be like, what are you doing? Put your arm down, you fucking terrorist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, though. But, yeah, man, I got into some shit. You know, that was, uh, I remember that was because I was big into down. And uh, I get into prison, and then down three had just come out. And that was the first time I heard anything off of down three, you know. After waiting for fucking down two, it was like 2001. Always up to fucking 2009 or seven or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, big deal. Not so much anymore.
0: What, what year did we go at that fucking down show in 2006?
1: Match? You, me, Adam, and Alex. That was sick. That was a fucking good time, man, at, at the Palladium.
0: Had a nice barbecue on the load and talk right at Waverly oh, yeah.
1: afterwards. Yeah. Oh, Goddamn. That was a good time. I remember I went to go take a piss, and there was a snowbank, and I climbed on top of it, and I fucking fell through <laughs> up to my dick. I'm sitting there with fucking car in my hand. I'm trying to piss, and I'm just like, well, how do I get out? Someone help me. <laughs> and I remember you running around with your ass out. You were trying to rub it on six.
0: <laughs> I fucking fell. I don't know. <laughs> that was not a damn. rough show. <laughs> oh, fucking hit them, that was a good man. show. I think that was the
1: last show that I actually like gave a shit about in 2006. No, there was a couple here and there. That uh Rock and Shock a few years back when um when Life of Agony played. That was good Oh, yeah, too. we were there for that. God damn, that was good. That was really good. That was wicked. Yeah, good. we were totally
0: there for that. Yeah. I totally fucking forgot about that. Holy shit. Yeah. Fuck it! I definitely left uh, during Gua, but uh, I mean, I, I went there to see Life of Agony. Uh, Fucking me too. Jay yeah, and Jeremy
1: were freaking out. I saw I saw Origin, and then I went downstairs with our mutual friend, <laughs> and uh, we sat around and uh, had a good time. <laughs> Saucy. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is.
0: Well, shit, guy. I mean, fuck, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, what can I say about what you've done? I mean, I can't really speak for you. You've, you're very well read. I mean, I just can't. I can't imagine right. not looking at the fucking Celtics on mute right next to me right now. And then you go away. You know, like still, it's like even you like like that's the thing, you know, like fucking that even goes back to fucking like being in foster court. It's like you playing, don't have the uh, Celtics game on tonight. M- remember it's playing, fucking Tuesday. What's going on? We're playing NHL on? Like,
1: hits on the uh, oh, Xbox. Yeah. That was a fucking great Ooh. fucking game dude. <laughs> that man. was good. Oh,
0: NBA Jam for hockey, man. Fucking like it oh, was so awesome, yeah. yeah. Dude, when you yeah,
1: were, you, you were yeah. like, hey, I play that game. I was like, it's on. Go over. <laughs> that was a lot
0: of fucking fun that game, dude.
1: That Holy whole shit. that whole period, those 2 years, man. I mean, I, I don't I don't think I'd be able to survive that again. Like, nobody should. Hard. Nobody could, nobody should. No, they will Like, and that was another thing too. I don't know, dude. Like being in touch with other people that were like who we looked up to. I remember playing the Sickest Sin Festival and uh, Lawrence, I believe it was. Oh, lol. And fucking. Wow, was like, that lol. right? <laughs> I remember you know, John Gallagher. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dying <laughs> Fetus and uh, Burnt by the Sun and Stone Like Green. They're all like sitting there watching us play. And I'm just like, I'm like, this is it, man. People are fucking. Who I look up to are watching us right now. I remember when we recorded Rice on Suede and we had the uh, unmastered version. And we were sitting in the car at Darren's house at that pig roast. And misery index was there. <laughs> Fourth of July. Yep. And Sparky was sitting in the car with us. Yep. And I played it for him, and he was like, "God damn, this is what I want to play." And I was just like, "Dude, I'm only 18. This is." And you're like one of my heroes, you know? Like this is this is real. So I don't know, bro. I I would love you know at the offers out there to Alan, Adam, and Darren. Uh, I would love to do something one last time EP I don't care if it's a couple of songs just where we are now it doesn't have to be blast fest it's just what we are doing now play some fucking mandolin you know play some banjo I'll play the fucking bass the best I can I don't give a fuck Darren lose half of your drum kit and stop being a cunt you know let's fucking play some fucking music Darren play a three piece you faggot I know dude your drum set is so fucking big that I have a hard time taking you seriously it's like looking at somebody that has a handlebar mustache it's like, <laughs> It's like, dude, I don't care if you make a million dollars. I can't get past the fact that there's something (laughs) on your face that makes me look at you differently than everybody else. I love you. Just help me me take you seriously.
0: I would have been so depressed t- going from Jay to Darren. I could never do that. I'll never be able to do that. <laughs> I'm <laughs> and, saying right and we now. Thought, we, were, we were worried,
1: you know, because, you know, Jay's an amazing I, drummer. And we were like, who the fuck's in our fill of shoes? You know, we're kids. We're like, this is the end. And this is me, too, fucking coming down to Massachusetts, like dropping <laughs> out of school, joining a band. And then a couple months later, the drummer leaves. And I'm like, what the fuck are we going to do? And then Darren's like, he pulled a, a Jaco Pastorius and was like, I am the greatest drummer in New England. Yeah, was he just did. like oh my like, great. So we show up and he blew us away, and we're like, "Fuck, are we?"
0: Yeah, technically, kind of was. Uh, kind of. You know, that's kind
1: of ballsy to go in there. And I'm the I'm the know, best drummer in New England, dude. I do that shit, but I'm like, you know, I'm, Darren's I'm a faking sh- it to make it.
2: Darren has has
0: emerged as this big UFC fan, and it's brilliant because that's he loves to talk shit, and he fucking brings it, and he wants to be world champion, and he brings it. It's. Goodness. As much as a cocksucker Darren is, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> Darren, I <laughs> hope you listen to this, man. I hope I you, hope are this Darren. Straight I str- well, know how I hey, It is what it is. And Darren, no, it is all due respect. But he, he fucking revels in it. He's a fucking heel.
2: No, I don't. Again, he loves he it. He loves like, it. I don't know him, but like that, that's endearing. It's rare to see that. People are always no. like, oh, I'm okay. They're they're humble about their playing ability. He no, humbling. he's not and humble. He's no, kid, I'm not though. saying he's humble. Most people are. And a Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> Old people are like, I'm good, I'm all right. You know, they kind of stay in the middle there. Yeah, but to actually have somebody say, "I'm the best drummer," you know, "I'm the best drummer," it's it's rare to me. He it's nice to it, hear
1: that. He brings it. He brings it. You know, and um, to back it up, too. I don't want. I hate to. I don't want to say this. Like, I'll just say it because it was like a big thing for me because it was coming from a huge influence. Um, at that um, rock and shock show. Yeah, I was talking to the Phil Dubois and uh John Longstreth. Yeah, and um. I was talking and I was, and John was like, What's up with Goratori? And I was like, I don't know. We want to do some stuff, but uh, we don't know what's going on with Darren. And then John was like, What about me? Mm. And I was like, mm. What do you mean? <laughs> wow. That would have, uh, I would have died happy. If I could record an album. You guys with like Angel Corps too. Me and him, we got along too, man. And we were just like talking shit and it was just like clicking. We're like, Oh. This is great. We should jam. <laughs> That'd be fire out, dude. I That'd mean, I, even I, if it wasn't going to you, you know, uh, we could do anything. Yeah, you'd be good for him. I think you'd be, you, you're good for a lot of dramas, dude. Fuck it. That's you the know, thing, dude. I've, uh, I've missed a lot of opportunities. I got, I got the call for, um, I got the call for Black Dahlia at one point. I got the call for Despised Icon and I got the call for Cephalic Carnage, but I just fucked it all up. Fucked it all up dude Just missing fucking huge opportunities everywhere And then the job for cowboy one Alan offered me to play for job for a cow Before they got Nick While I was like on parole still And I was just like dude there's no way I can do it you know? yeah. I'm like well, why don't you fucking figure out uh, You know When, you dr- when your bass player is going to leave On like my schedule <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If you give me that exact date. That'd yeah, be great. If he could just wait a couple more years and leave, I'd be cool then. But uh no nah, man, um uh, I don't know. I'm just waiting to do something, you know. I uh I, I obviously still do what I do. I'm just I'm an ale cunt, dude, not to name drop, but that's a good description of how I am in a uh, band. Because uh, uh, I want uh, it to be good, I want it to be perfect, I don't want to fuck around, dude. People uh, are just like they're like, uh, you know, I'm getting old. I don't want to waste time. I want to have fun, obviously. But people, dude. I don't know. I, I feel like I just, I can't getting to, I can't get into the image anymore. The image is what drives me the fucking the, the craziest about everything. You know, kids nowadays, it's an image. And, uh, I feel like a lot of people have a problem with that. You know, like the death Corps kids or, you know, this fucking sugar era and shit and all that stuff. You know, like I respect all that because they're just doing what I wanted to do when I was younger, but it's the people that influence it or, uh, um, who are, You know, fans of it—they're just—they're ruining it for everybody else by you know making it their life, but as an image, right? Right. Not to sound like an elitist cunt. I—I that was my whole thing coming in. I'm like, what am I going to talk about without sounding like a cynical (laughs) cunt?
0: We can be cynical, but you know, it's like, there's nothing wrong with being an elitist. There's nothing wrong with being better than everybody else
1: base, <laughs> <you know>? like, <laughs> I don't want to be better than anything. I just want to make sure. You're just sure an I'm...
0: overachiever. You're really good at fucking playing bass and really no. good at getting in trouble. That's... Like, yeah, <laughs> by accident.
1: All of it by accident. My life has been one big accident. I don't know how the fuck I've done it. I got a, a, a beautiful girlfriend. I have a wicked cool cat. You should see this fucking dude. I play bass, and I like video games a lot, and uh, somehow I've managed to get a fucking crazy job.
0: You're a beautiful person. You're a beautiful man. I'm happy to call you my brother because right. I, I truly do look up to you, and you've been one of the greatest mentors that I could ever have as a bass player. Dude, you've come so far.
1: Like Watching you, dude, you I live vicariously through you now, man. You oh, don't want to. What I wanted? to it. You're like I'm a metal blade. I got these endorsements, oh, and I'm like, let me make. You guys the want me to leave the, the room? Just uh, yeah. <laughs> give you a little privacy.
2: Uh gonna <sighs> make out a little bit? No.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, we're gonna cut it right here, though. Maybe later. <laughs> we,
1: can't, we don't want to ruin our friendship.
0: <laughs> Zach, I love you, man. Thank you so much for coming down thank tonight, you for having me, and man. you know nothing but the best, but nothing but love.
1: Thanks for the salmon.
0: The world-renowned salmon, right it was, there. It was. Fucking take it all the way back to Finland with you. I'll that's tell good for you. About it. That's high cholesterol. It's good for you. Elitist salmon. <laughs> fucking elitist salmon. <laughs> elitist yellow rice
2: and elitist fucking spicy green beans. Go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> Make me fuck myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think your new tag is "Thanks for the salmon." <laughs> that's that's gonna be good. your call line at the end of all your shows. Now you have, you have to have every guest say that. Thanks for the salmon. That's how it is.
1: You know, you got this podcast. You get all this shit on the table, but whoever you bring in, you got to make them salmon, and then they'll be your Yelp. Every really? Episode. A different Yelp.
0: <laughs> You're not yelping <laughs> 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 here in Soto. So ooks. Okay Here we are. Thank you, dude. Cheers.
1: Thanks, brother. Come by.
0: Come by.